episode of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Steven Dutzman. I'm your host, as always. And this week, it's Video Game Week, as evidenced by my wonderful co-host, one of my very best friends in the entire universe slash cosmos, and that is Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power. How are you, my friend? It has been way too damn long. It is. It really has been. 100% my fault, though. I'm gonna take all. I am so much better hanging out now. I'm so much better now that I'm hanging out with you. It's like it's been a it's been a weird (sighs) slash bad month, and podcasting with you and hanging out with our super awesome, amazing, spectacular community always makes me feel so happy. Yeah, you know, uh, it's been a bad month. So when you say it's been a bad month, are you talking about the four or five days of October, or you're referring to September also, or both? Yes. All right. Well, that's rough. Um, I can say, uh, <laughs> did I did I just that's rough, buddy? You? I didn't that's mean fine. to do that. I didn't it's mean okay. to. Um, it's a cool story, bro. Tell it again. It's, nope. it's okay. It's fine. I did. Oh wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna hear about this one later, guys. No, this no, is, no. It's okay. Um, I, I definitely. It's although, okay. although, um, I although that's rough, buddy, is a perfect gif for use in many many situations because that's it's rough true. buddy probably one of the best lines in the history of animation um that's and if you don't know what i'm talking about uh you should watch avatar the last airbender because it's probably one of the best things ever made um Correct. so man it's video game week um Hallelujah. and we've had a few weeks since we have had a video game week and a lot of stuff has come up um but we're gonna dive into it because one thing did come out that you and I have both played, and I believe that both of us like a fair amount, and that is Kana, the Bridge of Spirits. We talked about this for what seemed like forever leading up to its release, and then it came out. Amanda, I know you streamed it a little bit, and I know you played some of it off stream. Um, Tell me, yeah, tell me uh, your thoughts on it, and then I will share mine. So a funny anecdote to start off, I said to my community as I was streaming it for the first time, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to reserve judgment, you know, I'm not going to be one of those totally, I'm not going to be my totally hype monster self. That lasted all of 30 seconds before I'm like, (laughs) you guys, this game. And I just got really, really excited. It's probably one of the most beautiful games I've played in a long time. Yep. It genuinely did. In terms of you know, the the generational impact for the technology, it really does remind me of Heavenly Sword in terms of just how forward thinking it is in in its use of, of graphics. It's just unbelievably beautiful. It's Kana's like a Soulsy game though. Yo. Shockingly. Yeah. Kana It's a Soulsy game, but I'm not mad about it because it's like Soulsy for people like me that don't like Souls games. Yeah, okay. Okay. And it's it definitely does harken back to those PlayStation 2 um PlayStation 2 era like character character games, right? Like it just yeah. it felt it feels really good to play. The the combat is challenging, but it's not obtuse. So it means that I can put it in front of my kids. I haven't yet, um, but it means that when I'm done with the game, I can put it in front of the kids, especially Vivi, and she can feel good about it. She mm-hmm. won't have to struggle through it or any more so than she would normally struggle through a game because it's just 
it's forgiving enough because the um the loading time is almost nothing so when you die it's just you come right back yeah yeah that's one of the that is this is the first game i played where that felt like it mattered to me like i yeah, there are other games poignant. there are other games where the load times like uh, ratchet and clank the, real, <laughs> the sure. load times were bananas there right with the ability to like go from place to place and also to like it was felt there and it was cool right, because it was loading an entire zone yeah it, it was nuts um but it didn't feel like it mattered quote unquote in the same way as it right. does with kana because with kana kana felt very comfortable punching me in the oh, face yeah. knowing full well that I was going to be back playing again within 10 seconds. And right. so it really felt like I was tripping rather than falling. And, you know, and in some cases stumbling more than even tripping, um, sure. you know, especially with like minor combats, a little bit different with like some of the boss fights, but you know what, even then I really didn't feel like I was lost or like no. losing cost me this huge amount of time. The run back wasn't mm -hmm. crazy. Um, I agree with you about a lot. You know what's weird? Can I say th the the vibe this gave me uh, while I was playing it? Because I, I, I also tried to avoid just diving into the hype monster. Like, I didn't want to hype out, like, my Hulk self uh, yeah. right away. That lasted less time than you did, but I also gave up because uh, it was just so gorgeous um this gave me big time I couldn't, stop. I couldn't stop going yo yo look at these textures look at this. this is wild i i was there while you were doing it i, I and it was amazing <laughs> um this gave me big time beyond good and evil vibes Same. in that it Absolutely. was you know female protagonist fighting with a staff i mean we didn't have photography stuff but like you know like the core of i was exploring three-dimensional environments fighting with a staff did you go get a beyond good and evil thing from your desk no, no? okay i don't oh, have do... a beyond good and evil thing on my desk i got a cana thing on my desk oh do you, have a, sitting... do you have a do you have a do you show me up there and sitting up there on my on my shelf oh my god i see it little squishy rot. the little rot do you have a rot do you have a rot tell me you have oh my god the rots are so cute <laughs> Look at this um, cute little rot. Uh, the rots. Look at him. He's so pudgy and adorable. I love every I one just, of them. I just love him so much. Tell me. They really, be, the, the rots gave me, uh, the only thing I wish is I wish they made more noise. Like they make a little bit of noise, but like I wish that there was like a slider where I could turn them up because I really wish. So we can have more Pikmin, more Pikmin. No, movements. I just want minions. I just want like I just want my minion because that's what like, they struck me. I want, yeah, why not? I like because that's what I was imagining. Like in my head, sure. I was imagining that they were my minions. Like not like my minions, like my servants, but like literally like the little yellow dudes, like minions. The little yellow dudes. Um, yeah. I like I hope. I, I was very surprised. I, I don't know. I, that's what I was. That's how I imagined them. So for me, I was wishing that there was a little bit more noise that they were like jabbering at each other while I was walking. Instead, they really were just kind of like. With them, though. Oh. The some of the coolest. Down portion, the sitting down portion. So you can you can press on the D pad. It's either left or right, I think. And you can sit down with your rots, and they are the cutest little munchkins. They will just hang out with you. They'll dance. Yep. You can give them kisses. Yep. It's you can just hang just, out. You can just sit there and vibe with them. 
And yeah. it's just the cutest damn thing you ever did see. I just, I sat down and I played a little bit and, and my wife Danielle was sitting next to me and she's like, honey, this game. I'm like, she's not a gamer, to be clear. She is one of very few people in our household that just does not play video games. Unless it's like Picross. Um, that tracks. Yeah. Well, yes, if you know it Danielle, definitely tracks. you, know, it you tracks. understand that yeah. Picross is extremely up her alley. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we were sitting, we were playing it, and I was like, Dee, this game, and she's like, I just I can't believe it. It's just so beautiful and so yep. adorable. It's like they made this game for you. I was like, oh, I feel like that too. <laughs> we're going to talk about some other games that were made quite literally for you later, because I think... I love that. Game developers... They Thanks like. Loving me. I love that. Me. Um, I I like to think that like you know, that they have like a persona, like a user persona, and it's just your Twitter profile. It's not like, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's not like a bunch of like fake made up stuff. They just went and got no, at Amanda Farrow, and, yeah. and then just got you. Um, yeah. and we're gonna because I I went through with the Steam Fest and played a bunch of games, and literally everything I played oh, was Amanda dot game. So here's what I have to say. For Kana, we are going to talk about this more because I have not finished it. I'm sure you I, have you finished. So we'll talk about no, it more as we get time. to it. Yeah, well, you've been busy. Um, this is uh, without I can say this comfortably. This will without question be on like our holiday gift guides. I think this is one of those yeah. games that is going to be game there. Year contender it's a game. It's a game. I, I think that that is. I'm comfortable saying that now without even finishing it. And my understanding is it only gets better from what I have heard. Um, and this is definitely going to end up on our PlayStation 5 Essentials list. I'm curious just yeah. to see what gets bumped off. Um, but because this is just that good. This is one of those games that, from my perspective, and I'm, you know, it sounds like Amanda agrees, this is one of those... Um, this is one of those games that fits very perfectly into our sweet spot, uh, which is a game that is a real game, quote unquote, and I mean that in all the best ways, um, that is um, gorgeous and approachable. And, you know, admittedly, the technology helps it, but you know what, whatever, by hook or by crook, it gets there to the point where it's a challenging game, but it's accessible to a lot of folks. Um, yes. and it's a, it's a very cool story, you know, everything. And so, yeah, everything um, about, and I love this story so far. It's yeah, a little heartbreaking. Me I mean, we, we talked about spirit fairer a lot, right. Yep. And how like that was, that was like my game for, you know, having an analog for talking to the children about like death and dying and all that stuff like that. And that's kind of what Kana is too. You know, she's. Yeah, yeah. You know what Kane is? You know what she's kind of yeah. like? You know what she's kind of like? You know the other vibe that I'm getting on this? Is I'm definitely Tell getting some vibes. I'm getting some Yuna vibes from her. Um, Yuna vibes! Because she, Yuna uh. from Final Fantasy X, because, I mean, they're like, oh, well, she helps spirits who've lost their way. Yes. go find, And I'm like, oh, you mean like a summoner? Yeah. Can I, like, can I have Valifor, please? That would make this boss easier if I could just summon yeah, Bahamut. Oh um, anyway, that was, uh, because a lot that of people... That was good. That was I, good. I think part of this is because I had PS2 on the mind, because uh, after I started playing, I went and started listening to and watching reviews from other folks, and everybody kept saying that this is the best PS2 game to be released in 2021. Was like yes. the general consensus, and so yeah. I was like, okay, so I have PS2 on the mind, which is where Beyond Good and Evil and Final Fantasy X came from. And the more I played it, right. I'm like, you know what? Yes, but also, 
look at this stuff, isn't it neat? Um, and like, you know, the the only complaint two era yep. game that has been not upresed necessarily, but I mean, it has been mastered yeah. for a new generation. So that, you know, like our children for the most part are probably not going to play PlayStation 2 era games unless they, you know, go downstairs and dig out the PlayStation 2s. This is an so, opportunity for them to like kind of understand that era, I think. The yeah. only complaint that was voiced in this house through all the time that I spent playing it with the kids watching and, you know, coming through the room, you know, et cetera, is that uh, it really bothered my oldest uh, that her staff was also a bow. It really bugged him. Oh, and I, that was awesome. I was like, but like magic. And he's like, but like magic. Yeah. He's like, how's your boat? Oh, how's your staff? It, he's like, how does your staff turn into a bow? And I was like, I don't Worry know. Like That's ma magic, light magic. I was like magic. And he's like, he's like, can't you just use that as an excuse for everything? And I was like, actually, yes. Now leave me alone. I'm playing this video game. And, um, and then he went and he did his he normal. He's playing his stories. And you know what? It, He's he, he talked some trash, but I'm sure it was that was the only complaint. And realistically, if that's your only complaint, that's not a complaint at all. It's no. you know, um, it's it, relatively trivial. Exactly. Um, so I so we'll talk more about this. And obviously, if you want to, if you follow Engage Family Gaming content between now and you know probably the beginning of next year when we update our um, you know it, essentials list, there will be more coverage, reviews, etc. So you'll get more information. But I can say very comfortably Absolutely. that we're going to recommend this game. Um, so yeah, that's that is. Uh, Kana, the Bridge of Spirits. It is pronounced Kana. We had that confirmed for us Kena. in the game because they say her name. But also, the, the PR people made that very clear. They said it's Kana. In, in the emails that came to us before we started playing the game, they said it is Kana. And to be specific, Absolutely. I bought my copy. They did not send me one. I missed the deadline. They sent, they sent I'm a bum. copy. Yeah, I'm a bum. I missed the deadline. But then they were like, sorry, we missed you. And I was like, nah, it's cool. I bought my own because, like, I figured y'all were busy. <laughs> um, but the emails did all give me a pronunciation guide. And you know what? That was worth the code um, because I knew going in. It didn't surprise me. So, um, Amanda, you've been playing the new world yeah. as um, opposed to the new day. You've been playing the new world. That was a wrestling I've joke. Been... Okay. Yeah, I didn't understand it. But yes. Yes, I have been. Um, I don't know how, like, how like friendly this will be for EFG because I don't know what the ESRB rating is on it. I don't know if it's M I, or not. Well, that's. I think it actually is. So I really just wanted your if it's an the M, confirmation it's a soft from M you. So far. Yeah, because I, I, I haven't played a minute of it yet uh, because I was afraid that it was going to have a subscription fee. Uh, you just confirmed for it me doesn't. that it doesn't. Admittedly, I didn't, yeah. like, Google it or anything. I'm sure I could have figured it That's out in, like, fine. 30 seconds. Um, yeah, so New World is a brand-new MMO from Amazon Game Studios. And Amazon needed a game win considering how many games they've canceled and delisted. Yeah. So... Ask me questions. What do you want to know? Well, so uh, the first thing I want to say to folks that are watching is if you see, if after you listen to Amanda, sounds like it's something you're interested in, um, 
suspiciously or no, <laughs> it is very easy to find on Twitch right now. Also owned by Amazon. I don't know. I mean, also everybody's playing it, and I'm sure Everybody they're paying them to play it. Right it. So, um, but it there are some people complaining that it's suspicious. For me, I'm just like it's the biggest game launch so of the last couple of weeks, and it's an MMO. It and there's a hunger yeah, for that, etc. Um, especially as a as connective content, yeah. and not everybody wants to be connected through shooters. Yeah, exactly. I know I don't. Yeah. Um, I like stories. Yeah. So, so far the story in New World is kind of eh. Like it's okay. It seems it's not... kind of like focused on colonialism to me. It's like yeah. a big like colonization story, which it kind of is. It is and it isn't, and it's it's kind of it's really strange from a narrative perspective. And I, I am not the person to talk about imperialism or colonialism from anything other than a historical perspective, and not from an analysis perspective. Same. But I, so far in terms of gameplay, it's quite good. Crafting okay. is interesting. It's not nearly as involved as Final Fantasy XIV, but it's still decent. For good or ill right it's like decent, it's just different yeah i yeah. mean it's just different it's it's more closely aligned with world of warcraft and traditional mmos but it moves a lot faster the pace in like the pacing in new world is much faster than in most games you level up your weapons as you level up your character so you can choose different weapons and just kind of mess around with them and level cool. them up as you'd like you get free respects until level 20 on your character i actually literally just respect before i came on to came on to record the podcast because i just did a couple of side quests for my faction okay and speaking of factions you get to choose one of those bad boys at level 10 yep and factions and player versus player combat are very they're they're foundational elements to this game which i don't love because i'm a total care bear like i don't do pvp for the most part mm -hmm. But I like this kind of PvP because it's cooperative. And it requires large numbers of people cooperating from the faction to go and, like, war with other factions sure. or war with other companies, which is, like, you know, it's like your guild. Your company yeah. is your guild. So this isn't, like, an arena combat situation. This is a no, world combat this is situation. War. Yeah. Right. It's not as complex as chivalry, for instance, but it is war. And, you know, you're essentially, like, putting one entire faction in a zone against another, and you're looking to create, I don't know, dominance in that okay. particular zone. You're looking to control forts so that you can control things like tax rates and crafting fees yep. and that kind of thing. So it's, it's a complex game with complex systems. It's interesting. Um, there are no mounts. There will never be mounts. There is no swimming. Um, no so mounts. that's very interesting. No, no mounts. You have to run everywhere. I mean, that's There's cool. a lore reason for it. Beasts of Burden apparently cannot, like, it's just not a thing. There's a lore they reason. They're widers. Cool. cool. There's All a lore right. reason for it. So, I mean, like, they had to make a reason for it. Um, it that's fine. But all in all, it is a really interesting game that has solid MMO roots, and it's still iterating on, you know, those proven concepts. Those proven concepts that we've been dealing with since long before World of Warcraft, but World of Warcraft did 
make it formulaic and and did hone it and and really polish it and create foundational knowledge so that these kinds of games can exist sure so all in all i really like new world i i don't like that there's always a queue but i ended up choosing one i ended up choosing the server that all the streamers chose so it's very busy on my server sure which might be rough now but like that's one of those things that will pay off in like a year when you can log in and it's not dead yeah and it's not going to be dead on the server i don't think like our our faction chat because there's faction chat in in every zone um is like really wholesome and people are constantly helping each other out it's very final fantasy 14 in terms of its overall community culture so far but we'll see if that changes because i don't know yeah so we'll see so far so good i'm i'm enjoying myself and i'm enjoying i'm enjoying new world so um i i did look it up on the esrb website so it is rated t um the the rating summary tell me if you disagree with any of this it says Mm -hmm. this is a massively multiplayer online role-playing game in which players assume the role of a 17th century settler in a new land from a third-person yes. perspective, players explore on an open-world environment, gathering resources, building shelters, and creating weapons to survive. Players use spears, bows, and swords to kill humans and fantasy creatures like ghosts, skeletons, and zombies in melee-style combat. There are large blood splatter effects that occur as characters attack enemies. Cries of pain and impact sounds accompany the frenetic combat. It is frenetic sounds- combat. It's very action-oriented. Sure. So, like, in most MMOs, you're just kind of, like, pressing keys, right? Like, one, two, yep. three, four, and, and whatever. Not like that in this game. It's active combat. Sure. Where you're clicking your mouse, and you're blocking, and you're dodging, and you're using spells. Sure. And, and that kind of thing. So I've heard some really folks. Cool. I've heard some folks compare the combat to, like, Kingdoms of Amalur. Does that sound familiar? You know, I'm not super familiar okay. with that game unfortunately i missed the boat on that game when it first came out um Um, probably for the best probably for the best um the um so anyway we can we we can i I could go into the weeds about mmos forever uh with that said um it is uh this seems a little bit more um like does it have fantasy races in it like is it like elves and dwarves are these all just people like humans no they're all just people Okay. They're all people, or they're you not... know, like the enemies are not usually people. They're corrupted. Okay. They are the corrupted. They are the dead that have been brought back to life. So, I can say this. I mean, now it feels like this is like a third. This is turning into, um, you know, a lot of people had written it off, but after its initial success, I think it's only going to grow, especially as the holiday season continues, because um, especially with the success on streaming platforms, it feels like oh, we're going to have like three pillars of the MMO market. And so if you are interested in playing an MMO um, and aren't interested in World of Warcraft for a number of perfectly valid reasons, and you are not interested in the just hell anime trappings of Final Fantasy, um, which is- Or you don't want to play Star Wars The Old Republic. Or you don't want to play Star Wars or some of the other stuff, right? Then this seems like it's just going to kind of slip right in there as, you know, like dudes on a map and fighting, which is 
perfectly reasonable. So if that's the kind of game you're playing or looking to play, um, this is just a neat little sword and sorcery game. Um, and the fact that it is T-rated feels great to me. I'm certainly going to hop in over the next couple of weeks um, and, you know, maybe, you know, produce some videos or something to give people an idea. But go to Twitch look up new world there are tons of people streaming it including a yeah. lot of world of warcraft streamers who recently have decided to diversify for a number of reasons one of my favorite streamers want to buy gold he's a gold making streamer that's all he does every stream his, he's trying to stream to be the first guy to make a million gold so the title of his stream is always how much gold he started with um and so he spends the entire time just trying to figure out the economy i think he's an accountant and like Love a business analyst hacking. uh he's his entire that's his entire thing he's also really that's funny cool. which is good so he's not like super boring um and so i watched him for like an hour and literally all he was in was in like menus like buying paper and stuff and he was just like min maxing stuff it, i don't know what he was doing really it's within... cool like the the way that the auction house works too the trading post yep is the the filters are fantastic and the way in which you interact like everything in the economy is relatively inexpensive right now which is great for it being a buyer's market yep um you know all it, I, I will probably end up streaming it on the community like in my discord community at some point soon i don't know if i'll stream it on twitch or not but definitely gonna gonna be streaming it in discord at some point this week just to like have some chill yeah. time so we'll revisit show off the game a little bit yeah we'll revisit it um you know a little bit you know especially now we know it's a t-rated game you know we can talk yeah, about that yeah i'm more um, comfortable talking about it now that i know that it's a t-rated game i actually didn't know i was I, well, that was going to be one of my M. that was going to be one of my questions it, it's always tough to tell with these i mean with that said I it is an online yeah. game um and so i mean there are some interactions that i've had f with folks in all sorts it, in all sorts of games that that make me question things so um mmos are challenging um but so that is uh so that's the new world um right now um and this if you're watching us on twitch uh it's still going on on steam and it's going on until the 7th which today is i i have to check the date because i don't know what day it is it's the fifth um so you still have a little bit of time is steam's uh next fest or whatever um and what that means is if you just go to the steam log into your steam store the front page is full and it's like 80 something demos of all kinds of different games and i, I went love through that we're in the era of demos again right i um, love demos now they're limited time demos meaning if you you can't play them after the seven so it's not perfect but you know what i'll take it is what i said to myself I will take it. And so I play, I downloaded a whole bunch of games. Um, and what I did, knowing that you were podcasting with me today, Amanda, is I said, mm -hmm. I am only going to download games that are uh, either important or Manda games. And so let me tell you what I did. So first, I revisited Tunic. Now, oh, I want to hear about Tunic because you were down on Tunic originally. Yeah. OG fans of the Engage Family Gaming podcast will remember that the first time I played a Tunic demo outside of a convention setting, I was ready to turn my nose up at it because I said it is too hard for what it is. That was, that was uh, Steve's um, reaction. It was. I was like, come on, guys. You can't make a game like this and make it this hard. Well, guess what? Pleasantly surprised. This is not as bad as I remember. And you know what? They only made one real change. Um, they added save points. 
there are these little statues that you can walk up. They're like statue fountain things. You can walk up to them and you hit a button and a torch lights and that's where you spawn instead of at the beginning. And uh, everything was better. I mean, it's still not easy, but you know what it felt like? It felt like actual, like, the first Legend of Zelda, as opposed to, um, as opposed to, like, Dark Souls. And I, I mean, it's still adorable. It is, I mean, it's still challenging. The monsters will still, the monsters will chase you from screen to screen. They will mess you up. BTW. Um, And so that was something I did not know. The menus do not pause enemies. They will come and get you. Um, And so... The but the thing I really liked is that the demo was described as a remix of the final game, meaning you can play the demo as much as you want. It's really meant to just give you an idea of what the game is going to be like, but it's not actually you're not actually playing a portion of the game, um, right. which I think is a brilliant way to do it. I'm sure it's extra work for considering it's a one person team making this game, um, but you know it's there it. If they have the time in their project management to do it, then it's great for me um, because I was really able to dig my teeth in without feeling like, oh, well, I should stop because I, I want to actually like play this game when it comes out. Um, I 100% this demo turned me around. Awesome. I'm all in now. Um, okay. it, it's still hard, but it's Legend of Zelda 1 hard. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's gonna, It's not going to let you just walk through it. Uh, and we don't know that they're not going to add difficulty levels at the end of the day. Like there could be more, but as it is right now, Zelda One, which is hard, but not bananas. Nintendo hard. It's very, it's very cute. Tunic is super adorable. Um, you are going to have a tunic figure somewhere on that table behind you. Somewhere over there, there will be a tunic, or maybe he'll be up chilling with the rot. Right here. Oh, you got a little spot right there. All right, good. So the uh, so that's tunic. Um, we still don't have a release date for that one, but I have a feeling that that game's just gonna get is just going to bake and then we're just going to get a press release one day and they're going to say it's coming to game pass in a week shadow drop yeah this that just feels like the kind of game that they're just going to release it on game pass and they're going to give us a couple of days notice tops and if they honestly if they did a uh xbox game showcase or something and just said and tunic is out right now i would not bet against that happening I would um, absolutely not be and surprised. honestly, it would set the internet ablaze. That's what's so cool about this game is people are so hype about it that that's the kind of thing where shadow dropping that as part of like a showcase or something like that would get people really excited. Even though it's a relatively small game, people are just really excited. So yeah, um, everybody wants to have a cute fox friend. I mean, who doesn't? I absolutely do. So um, speaking of cute animal friends, I also played a game called Lil Gator Game, which oh, I man. turned you on to this game. Yeah. Because I was, I texted you, because every time I see a trailer that is like, this is a Manda game, I text you. I mean, I text you every day anyway, but like I extra texted you and I was like, did you see the little gator thing? And it turns out you were hella busy and you hadn't. And at that point I was shocked because I finally got to tell you about a game that was so you. Um, Little gator game. Here's the elevator pitch, Amanda. All right, let's do it. The elevator pitch is, this is like... A more cartoony ocarina of time, where you play as a little gator. I love of time. I, oh, I know. Great. Um, awesome. Where you play as a little gator kid. Awesome. Who is traveling around an island that looks a lot like it was animated by the team that did a short hike. <laughs> um, I love that. And what you're doing 
is you're playing a role-playing game that your friends are designing for you um, by leaving, like, cardboard enemies everywhere, like, literally cardboard Oh my enemies, gosh. because you're trying to remind your older sister who brought you to the island but has lots of homework to do that it's fun to be a kid. Um, and so the demo, you get, I've, the demo gives you, like, three quests, and I've only done two of them, but, like, I was like, I'm going to stop because I want to play this whole game um you can uh you can ride on a shield like in breath of the wild you you fight with a there's a shield that's a, a pot lid there's a you know you're fighting with a stick and the idea is you're the great hero and your friends are making the quest for you because you're playing a game that you remember playing as a kid with as an even younger kid with your older sister um and so it's all about making friends and being super wholesome um This is 100% a game that you will play on stream <laughs> and you It will, sounds like it. and you will melt the entire time. Like I might have I to come hold you up. Like I might need to like get behind love you it. <laughs> what does he do? and What just, does he do? I'm just going to have to like grab you by the shoulders and like, like press in gently enough. So you don't just like collapse. Um, cause you'd be like Odo in a bucket by the end of it. It'd be just a mess. Um, I mean that respectfully cause this is the, No, it's fine. the cutest, this is the cutest thing. You understand who I am. It's okay. I get We've it. been friends for Oh a long man. time. I I get loved it. everything about this game. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. That sounds awesome. Um, and the next, all right, what, what else did I download? Hold on. Um, what was the other game I played? Cause I, play, I'm bringing up steam right now. Bear with me. Sometimes you just got to do it like that. Sometimes Sometimes it'd be like that. sometimes it do it do be like that sometimes. And then I played this game called Rainbow Billy: The Curse of the Leviathan. Okay. Okay. Rainbow Billy has been was described to me by one Derek Funkhauser, who's a board game influencer. Um, but he does video game stuff too. He's 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 multifunctional. Um, but One does love multifunctional humans. I, I as one. I appreciate that. Um, and he uh, described this as, um, what if Ted Lasso made a game? <laughs> um, because it is Go Rainbow on. Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan. It is a 3D platformer. And it is, so as they are presenting it to us right now, It is all rainbows. Picture like the animation style from like Cuphead, but like genuinely happy and positive and not in any way sinister. You know how like in Cuphead, like everything is like beautifully animated, but like it's everything is evil. So like everything's like mad. Just right. everything is the opposite. Everything is bright and happy and like bright wide eyes and everything is super excited. Um, It seems to be like that. Now, I, being the jaded video gamer that I am, am very concerned that at some point after the demo, yes, I describe myself as a jaded gamer. You don't even know what to do with that. You are the least jaded person that I've ever met. Okay, but I really feel like at some point, like right now, everything is telling me is this is absolutely if Ted Lasso made a video game. It's like everything is positive. Everybody's got nice things to say. There's like a little fishing mini game that's really like a claw game. I love it. Which is I want that. arguably like I'm not going to lie. I would play the claw mini game as its own game. That's so great. Like I would do maybe it was like a mobile game. Like I don't know that I would like pay 60 bucks for it. But like, you know, I, 
I'd pay. Sony's you know, I like put it a free to play experience. Put it on or put it on Apple Arcade. How about that? We'll do. Honestly, just put everything on Apple Arcade. I don't understand. Put just about everything. Um, like now everything that on Apple Arcade. now that I have a Razer Kishi thing, which I am definitely going to talk about on Gage Family Gaming stuff, um, because it is absolutely worth it. Um, now that I have one of those, um, yeah, definitely put everything on Apple Arcade. But um, so I have a feeling like the other shoe is going to drop and it's going to end up being a little darker. Um. Because it looks like the villain is like a little bit more Steamboat Willie, so it's like a little bit more black and white as opposed to color, um, a little darker. But like at every pitch they're giving to us is that this is wholesome and upfront and on the nose. Nope, this is super positive, and we're not trying to pull a one a fast one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm gonna I'm just gonna assume that and Derek Fun- Funkhauser, like I said, board game inf- uh, board game influencer from the board game spotlight, he said he finished the demo. I didn't, um, because I really was just trying to get like a good like 20 minute chunk out of all these games, um, which the demo itself is pretty impressive. Um, and he finished it and said that it was all wholesome all the way through. So I'm gonna assume that at least as presented it's great so no bait and switch yet um so that's rainbow billy the curse of the leviathan i also saw a lot of streamers um streaming it today uh uh janet garcia uh game uh game and isis uh was streaming it earlier on today um i pop into her stream every once in a while she obviously has no idea who i am but i don't care um but she's a lovely human being genuinely I, i absolutely believe that um but i watch her stream she i asked her a lot of questions about writing guides when she worked at ign because she was on their guides team and i was always fascinated at the project management of writing guides so i would ask her about like the ticky tacky like how they do it and she went into way more detail than she should clearly she liked talking about it so like i hit a nerve one day and so we just went to town talking about it um she didn't much get so i was interrupting her stream but whatever it was fun um so she was playing this game again it looked great so that is that the last one that i played it's called fire girl hack and splash Oh, I have that on my wish list. Yo, listen, Fire Girl Hack and Splash is exactly what it sounds like. It, you know what? It, here's what it really is. Here's what's really interesting. It's considering that uh, Act Tracer <laughs> came out. This the the Act Tracer remake came out. That it got um, that it got completely shadow dropped. How do you? How did they? Why did they do that without telling us? Because there's a lot of people that would have been very excited to hear about that game before no it came idea. out, like me. But here's what's interesting. And the the reason I bring up Backtracer is that it's a game that's like a side-scrolling action game that has like a sim element to the side, and they kind of play off of each other. And this is very similar in that you have your her, you're running through, you're doing stuff, and um, you know, you're fighting fires and you know, doing fire girl stuff, um, and some of the people you rescue you're using to help build your firehouse and that gives you that influence and so they kind of play off of each other Mm -hmm. which is cool um i I think this is one of those things not everybody's really going to love this um but it's come we know that it's coming out in december it's going to be on pc but it's going to be on all the major platforms um i think this is one of those ones that like i this is the one i played the least um, but I played enough to kind of get an idea of the core loop. I think it is very cool. The controls are already great, and this game's not coming out until December, so we know games like this can... They're, they're going to get tighter and better um, as yep. we go, especially as they get into, 
you right. know. And the build that you probably played is still probably months oh. out of date because oh, yeah. it was polished and polished and polished via demo. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So this is so I was happy with what I played. Frankly, awesome. if they released this to retail, I would have been perfect. But we know that this isn't what we're getting. We're going to get yeah. something that's even more polished, more stuff. Um, so I think this is one we're going to revisit at the end of the year. Like, I have a feeling we're going to revisit this one at the end of the year, and it's going to be a surprise for us. Like, um, because because it. it's very, very cool. It's very cool. So those are the games from the um from the they call it what are they calling it it's next steam fest. next fest okay that's what why did, i don't know why i couldn't say it um and it's still going on so if you're watching this now um or you know you've got two days um definitely pay attention to steam man because these dem these demos are they do they're starting to do these a couple times a year and it is absolutely yeah. worth it um absolutely and i mean there's a there's also a lot of other great conferences out there that are now tying directly into steam demos yep. like uh the game developers of color expo was not this past weekend but the weekend before and there were a number of incredible demos that came out around it uh mm -hmm. one of the ones i'm really looking forward to playing is common hood which is this post-dystopian reclamation sim game. I'm very excited about it. That sounded like a bunch of words that were in English, but I can't wait to yeah. uh, actually see I'll what they turn out screen. to. It'll be fine. Uh, and I will watch it because I watch all of your streams. Um, I know, bud. So um, I am uh, a number, like, three fan. I think I was, like, the third person to subscribe. Um, sure, you are. I think so. So so those are the games we've played. Um. And that's a lot. We can, I mean, I think yeah. I think we there are we more have... than that, but I I can't. It's like redacted, redacted, redacted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you can't. Um, I am very comfortable saying that by the next time, because this is a big video game release week. Um, I am comfortable saying that there will be at least one major release that I will be talking about the next time we meet. I'm not sure which one it's going to be. It's going to depend entirely on which ones we collectively decide to get now or later. But it could Got be it. Metroid Dread. It could be Nickelodeon All-Stars Battle Royale. Because that Nickelodeon fighting game looks great. Also, I'm going to main Toph eventually. So I'm, I'm going to learn how to wave dash. How about that? Anyway, play the video game. Um, so anyway, let's get to our actual topic. Because we have like serious business to talk about. Um, we do. So I pretended to be a journalist today. When I, you do a journalism, it means that you are practicing journalism. Okay, that's fair. Practicing, pretending. What the the difference is imposter syndrome. Um. So here's what I did. I performed a significant amount of research today, um, on Bloomberg and Reuters and you know all sorts of places. Um, be, uh, all sorts of places. Um, because our topic today is all about getting ready for the holiday season. Yes with the shadow of a, what appears to be, and I think is pretty clearly, a shipping and logistics crisis. Globally. Globally. Yeah. Um, and so here is what that means um, in a nutshell, because I've done a lot of research. Now I have no answers or solutions. 
um, because I am not, there are many brighter minds than me that are working on that. However, I can tell you what it is and how it might impact us. You have us. advice. I do. And, and then we've got some advice because we can, we can only solve, I can solve it on the micro level, um, which is us. So more or less, we're in the midst of the Fire Nation attacking. It is not stopping. Um, nope. And the Fire Nation has clearly attacked the entire globe. And so as a result, there are problems all along the supply chain for all sorts of things, including chips and plastics and poly like all, pretty much anything, um, anything that you need to make other things is being slowed down, which is a problem, like, for example, like conductors, which you need to make microchips and motherboards, etc. That yes. hurts phones, that hurts cars, that hurts consoles, things like that. And so, yep. um, and sometimes component shortage, and and that's impacting not just us, but that's impacting all, all sorts of industries. And then it's not just that, because there are problems with plastics that they use to make toys and fabrics that they use to make clothes, etc. And then that's part of the issue. And then there's another issue where there are products that are Manu that are able to be manufactured, be it like board games manufactured in China or Nike sneakers manufactured in Vietnam, etc. Because um, if we remember, you know, you may not remember, but like a handful of years ago, the big move was to move everything to Vietnam because we were worried that China and the United States were going to be having an issue. And so now Vietnam is having issues shipping stuff out of there um, yeah. for a number of reasons. One of them being that it is small. <laughs> And it's hard to have thousands of ships come out of their relatively small ports. Um, true. And so the so what's what's happening is as of two weeks ago, and this has only gotten worse. There were, uh, according to CNBC, they said there were 66 mega ships full of um, of the shipping crates that were. <coughs> excuse me, and it is. Uh, and they are waiting outside L.A. to be brought in. And they're just sitting in the ocean at anchor, waiting to be allowed in for the right. limited capacity in L.A. And among other ports of call, you know, along the, the West Coast. Along the coast, yeah. To, you know, because they, they have limited capacity to empty the boats. Again, because right. of labor shortage, because of you have to have fewer people, because of, you know, COVID, um, and because, because of... Because we're still in a global pandemic. Because we're still in a global pandemic. We could have squished a little bit faster had people listened and wore their masks and got vaccinated if they were allowed to be. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, all of that, yes. Yep, I, yes, yes, all of that, yes. And um, <laughs> I, I, I got nothing else to say. Yes, we definitely could have handled it better, um, and it might have mitigated some of this problem. Some of um, it, like a bit. Not all of it, but a bit. Yeah, the, uh, the, the butterfly effect is big here, and in this case, it was less a butterfly and more of like a mothra. Um, like, if this is the Mothra effect, yeah, see, it's just like that. So, um, so lots of products are sitting in these boats, at, mm -hmm. which means they're having trouble getting into stores. And so, right. um, I have spoken to a number of folks, um, you know, I have some friends that work in, you know, high up in the logistics at places like Walmart and other retailers. And a lot of them all reported back to me with the same information, um, that they, and the big piece is that they don't know 
exactly when they are getting product, how reliable regular shipments will be. Um, one example that was given is we are in the middle of the hollow, Halloween season, right? You know, Halloween costumes have been up, Halloween candy has been up, etc. You know, like it's in the stores. Um, Walmart normally gets restock of Halloween stuff through the 25th of October, at which point right. they stop and then they start condensing as they sell it out and then they mark it on clearance. This the, the person that I spoke to has indicated that they are already condensing, meaning like wow. they, and they don't expect more. The and if they of October, exactly. And so if they do get more, they're willing to take the risk that they may have to emergency figure something out, take down a clothing section or something like that. They're willing to take that risk because they are not certain that they will get a predictable supply and they don't want an empty aisle in a Walmart, which sure. Yeah. You know, that's valuable. That's valuable. They can't give that up. Sure. They would rather no. deal with the emergency than be unprepared and have an empty aisle. And so, sure. um, and we would presume that if a mega giant like Walmart is going to have this problem, and these issues are going to ripple throughout the industry. So you and I thought, that it would be a good idea to give some ideas on how to mitigate some of these problems as we move into the holiday shopping season. Um, and, um, you know, some of these might seem like common sense, but I thought there's no such thing as common sense anymore, not because nobody has yeah. it, but because it's always good to share information because you never know what somebody's just not thinking about. I can't tell you the number of times Amanda has brought something up in just in casual conversation. And I've been like, holy crap, you know what? I never thought of it that way. Um, because, you know, your head's just in this lane and sometimes you yeah. just need to shift it over. You need somebody else to give you a little bit more perspective. And that's all we're doing today is providing additional perspective and providing a little bit of advice. Exactly. Um, so Amanda, yes, the biggest piece of advice that I have for people is to start now. Yes, absolutely. And You're seeing it already on Amazon, quite frankly, if you just pop into their app, you know, I was on, I was on there checking an order today and I noticed on their home screen, it says quite literally start early and it has the holiday gift guides already up mm -hmm. because they know. They know that supply is going to be an issue. They know that even if shipping locally and from their warehouses isn't going to necessarily be a problem, getting it from overseas is. Yes. Or getting it even across borders because we're even talking about the Canadian border being backed up because they don't have enough people to do customs ex mm -hmm. inspections. Yep. Right? And that's going, that's going in both directions. Yep. If you're in the United States, start now. Yep. If you're everywhere else start yesterday yeah and i do mean that like it's it's a completely different ball game for around the world depending on where you live and i know that for my parents and for my family back home like my advice to them for christmas shopping is start right this second and yep. americans can start like this month but i think that you know outside of america you should be if you want to get your hands on hotness whatever said hotness is start now yeah and i think um you know the the good news is um that i mean you said it yourself that um you know amazon is saying it like no one is this is one thing that i really appreciate about this particular issue is no one is trying to like obfuscate it right yeah. like it's not being Everyone's hidden being honest the They're retailers honest about what they can do and what they can't do yes and so we need to listen 
<laughs> when Amazon says for real, you should start now, they're not being greedy um, outside of the fact that, you know, whatever. That, that is not driven purely. I mean, they are and they aren't. But... That specific language is not to trick you. That language is to make the experience of them, of you giving them money and them giving you stuff and them making profit more pleasant for everyone. Um, sure. And so they are not tricking anyone. This is not like a weird advertising thing. This is literally start now. So um, one thing that I I have heard, and this is, you know, so my source on this is, you know, the commerce editor for IGN, which is a major, major website. Um, mm -hmm. And what he said, and I, this matches up with a lot of the other research that I've done today and, you know, over the last couple of days, is that a lot of major retailers, so think Walmart, GameStop, Best Buy, you know, down the Target. list, Target, are all aware of these problems. And so yep. what they are going to try and do is stretch out, quote unquote, Black Friday earlier to try and take that total amount of demand and expand it outside of that one to three days. Because right. um, they're not convinced, nor am I, um, that the supply and the logistics will be able to support that. So Absolutely. we don't know how they're going to handle that, whether it's going to come down to starting their sales earlier or what have you. However, I would, if you normally, like everybody has like a holiday shopping emotional calendar, right? You know, for me, I norm like for me, I normally get into that at the, you know, like after that, after, uh, not after Thanksgiving, like after Halloween, like while after trick or treating is done, that's when I yeah, go into that it's mode. It's the same thing, same thing with me. And as a Canadian, just, you know, I don't have I don't have Thanksgiving at yeah. the end of I'm still not used to having Thanksgiving at the end of November. So for me, the holiday season in general just starts on November one. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, that's my and birthday anyway. So I think it I, know. I think it's, it's a, a great kickoff. Holiday. It's a I good mean, holiday. It is, in fact, All Saints say. Day, interestingly enough. Um, so the so I would just encourage folks, you know, just crank that engine up a little bit earlier um, and just pay it at the very least pay attention. Um, and mm -hmm. if you see something that you know would be a good gift or that you, in past years, we might say, you know what, it's October. I don't need to get that now. It'll be available later. We don't know that that is the case. It's possible, but it, it, it's probably a good idea to, to get it and hide it <laughs> for now. It's um, true. If you're on Twitter, and I'm going to tell you this absolutely oh. and completely definitively, I just popped it into the chat. Oh, absolutely, that is the Wario64. Account to follow, is you want to follow Wario because I don't know how he does it, but he gets the inside scoop on all of the best deals. He knows when PlayStation consoles are coming up, when Xbox consoles are coming up, when Switches are going to be available. Like he's got an, he's, I don't know how he but does it. But even little stuff like too. Inside track. But even yeah, little stuff games, too, like books, games. Oh yeah. For everything, like seriously, he's the deal guy. So uh, if I, you're on Twitter, follow Wario. I think it's almost worth it to even if you don't use Twitter, start just one. Just use Twitter to just use. Follow just him. Follow Wario. Follow Wario sixty four and your local power company. I think that following your local power company is actually is a stealth hack. That's fair. Because they a hundred percent. My local do, power company. 
is just down the street. I know. I drove by it, so it's a little easier. They can, like, send off smoke signals to you, and you'd see yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But, like, so I know if there are smoke signals, it's probably on fire. That's a bad signal. To lose power. Yeah, exactly. That means you're coming <laughs> to visit me. But um, yeah. the – so Wario64, absolutely follow him. He'll give you information, and I'm sure he is – I'm I'm sure that that is not going to be a one-person show. In. I'm sure that he's hiring a temp. <laughs> um, I would imagine. I don't even know how he handles that account all by himself. I'm sure but... it's a lot of automation. I know it's a lot of automation. It's got, um, it's got to be. It's got to be scraping stuff and, yeah. and just you know having specific flags. But anyway, yeah. my point is is that you want to get started now, and if you want to purchase consoles, games, movies um collectibles books it doesn't matter wario is the guy to take it yep. he, he's he's the account to follow that's the account to follow because if there is a deal or there is a there is new supply coming in he knows he absolutely does and it's wario 64 is the yeah. official name we'll put the link in the show notes um yeah, absolutely so that's our first piece of advice start now the second one and i think this is you know, going to be easier for some age groups than others is setting expectations. Um, and yeah. I think, especially with the older kids, um, this is a good year to be like, look, guys, the panini. We can only do what we can <laughs> um, do. Um, we cannot build these things. And this is where, you know, you talk about what that looks like and what that means. Um, tougher for the little sure. ones. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm living that difficult life right now. Um, but I think setting expectations and talking about the reality of this kind of worldwide shipping issue, um, especially considering how unpredictable it is, because unpredictability means that it, that different users will have different experiences. For example, Amanda and I are in different regions. So mm -hmm. there are things that she may be able to get easily that I might not or vice versa. And that's just yeah. because we live in different areas. And that's, that's gonna, that could even happen in within smaller communities, depending on who just arrives at the store at the right time. So telling kids to be aware you know, it, it is, is I, I think open and honest communication is always good. I think this year is especially important. Um, that's the only sad advice, right? Like, just tell people, like, listen, this year might be tough. And then, you know, let's all do our best. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, listen, as one of the things that I've always told the kids over the many, many years that we've been doing Christmas is it's not like at our house. It's not just Christmas time. We also celebrate Hanukkah. Yeah. So it's, you know, we're a, I don't know. I don't know. Christmas is secular for us. And I, yeah. I'm not Jewish, so I celebrate Hanukkah because I love my Jewish family. Um, but they all, we have to keep this all in mind. And like when we talk about the, if we're talking about setting expectations, having conversations, especially with little ones, and saying, listen, the spirit of the season isn't about receiving uh -huh. gifts, it's about being with your family and baking cookies and watching Christmas movies and listening to you know schmaltzy christmas carols and i agree 100 percent. you know like it's 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 a good time to just remind children especially little ones that this isn't about what's under the tree this year we'll do our best but we can't conjure things out of thin air we are Correct. not in fact wizards we're gonna try we're gonna try but we'll you're try. right we're not we'll do our best so that's why we're starting now. But that's why we're starting now, to give ourselves a little bit of an advantage. Um, so the third tip, and I think this is one that, that is 
going to result in some cool stuff. Okay, is uh, shop local, and by shop local, I don't nice. necessarily mean you know like what I mean by this is um, there are you know in you know your local Facebook communities and you know even smaller you know crafters you know if you're going to like craft fairs and things like that in in areas where you feel safe doing so, um, there are a lot of people that make really cool swag for different fandoms, um, and I my expectation is that the person who will be able to make a my hero academia um you know like decal for a laptop or a chromebook is going to have a different who does that on their cricket machine and kind of sells those out you know sells those off of facebook marketplace or whatever it's going to have a different they're not going to have the same supply chain issues as someone that is selling t-shirts and i think in some cases those are really cool and so I think, you know, keep your eye on some of those kinds of, those kinds of uh, crafters, et cetera. And I'm sure you have some markets. ideas. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So this is something I used to do when I lived in Vancouver. I haven't done it since I moved to the East Coast. But if you live in a, if you live in a city or in a town that does Christmas fairs or that they do regular art marketplaces, like on Sundays or whatever, I, I, mm -hmm. I know that Vancouver used to be full of them. Um, that's a really good place to just pick up handmade goods that are, you know, for various fandoms. Then the nice thing about gaming and nerdery being becoming as ubiquitous as it is now is that it's much easier to find handmade, locally made, yep. and potentially even locally sourced materials and everything like that. It's easier to find your fandoms there now. Yep. And it's super, super cool because many years ago, like if we're talking even like 10, you know, 10 plus years ago, that was not the case. It was just, yep. you know, you you bought the licensed merch and you just kind of went with it. So, yeah, Mega Mom's saying, you know, local craft fairs are going to be a big help this year. Absolutely. Yep. Source boutiques, source craft fairs, go to Christmas markets. Yep. Um, check out what's going on, even at garage sales, quite frankly, garage sales and estate sales are honestly great places to purchase locally and to ensure that, you know, you are recycling as well Yeah. and reusing. Well, and you know what, we're going to, we're going to, I think the, um, your, your comment on, you know, the garage sale and, the, and those types of places is going to hit with our fifth point, which we're going to get to. And I'm sure that's going to, I know, I know, I know. That's going to, that's, jumping the gun, sorry. no, 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 that's okay. I'm just glad Mega Mom's here for that because she's definitely going to, she's going to, that, that fifth point is going to resonate with them. Um, mm -hmm. Even though I have a feeling they're not going to need any of it. Um, so, but that's a big, the, the, the idea of shopping local, I, I love that idea. And I, oh, I love too. the idea of so many kids um and, and family members like who wouldn't want like a deku scarf right like it doesn't have his face on it but if it's got like that green and white you know like yeah. somebody a kid would really dig that and that's going to be really cool it's lots unique. of it's not you know something exactly you find in stores exactly um yeah. i think that's i think that is uh we I, try I wish... to shop local yeah. every year so that's for a... the for the adults especially we shop local for one another we shop off etsy um i i wish the general was not in grad school because her hats that she she makes uh she crochets like character hats they would i bet they're incredible She's oh, so well, first off there well she is amazing um and man megamom will confirm 
She has done some insane stuff. And she just doesn't have the time because grad school is a big oh, deal. Of course. Um, yeah, but man, busy. she would make a killing this year. <laughs> we would do she would. Um, but true. what are you going to do? You so know, much effort. Well, oh, yeah, it's a lot. Um, but Mega Mom will confirm. My wife does some amazing stuff. I'll send you pictures. Um, she oh, made, I believe it. In particular, she made some Elsa hats um, with the wig and everything. It was pretty great. That so amazing. So the next one, and this is, this is for those video gamers, um, digital gifts are a thing. And so part of me is like, you know what, if you're going to give somebody a game, you know, what's awesome <laughs> is you don't need a disc to do that anymore. We kind of like live in a real weird world now where like gamers, specifically video gamers are in kind of like an okay shape. Cause if a kid is like, all I want is rocket league. Yes, you can just buy Done. Rocket League. You can just get them Rocket League, and you just get them a code. You can get them – I mean, Rocket League's free to play, so it's probably a bad example. But let, if somebody really just wants Metroid Dread, you can just get the Metroid Dread code and hook them up, and they can download it. Problem solved. Absolutely. Now, some people might say, Steve, but that stinks because then they don't get anything to open. I have a solution for this problem. Okay. Um. You need to get that code. Now, first off, you know someone with really cool handwriting. You do. You just you, you, you probably do. Make use of that, or at the very least, use, use a printer. Who owns one of those anymore? I don't. Um, so oh, we definitely do. We use our printer all the time. Oh well, then I'm just gonna use yours. It's a commute, okay, but whatever. Okay, that's fine. Just come um, It's cool. So yeah, it would be. You would not even turn me away if I was just like, hey, can I use your printer? Could you imagine no, if I showed I'd up at your like, house oh, on an? Okay. Could you imagine if I, I just cookies. showed? Could you imagine if I showed up at your house one day unannounced and was just like, hey, can I use your printer? I I think it would be really funny. Um, I so, would laugh. I would legit probably be rolling on the floor so laughing. So get the code. Make sure that it is accurate. Don't get rid of the digital version of it. And um, I, my proposal is to attach it to the most ridiculous thing you can think of. Um, and this is what I mean. Um, I bring up Rocket League because a few years ago, we gave my middle son Rocket League um, for Christmas. And I had my wife write the code down and we taped it with duct tape to a bag of egg noodles. And I wrapped up the egg noodles and put it under the tree. And so he that's opened hilarious. it and it was like, what is this stupid? And and that's just dumb. But you could 100% like, uh, like think of the absurdity of, you know, like, and, and those things will likely be there. That's the reason that I bring this up is that you could attach it to another gift, but you could also make it really dumb and attach it to you know, food pantry items or put it in a sock or just do, they just do crazy stuff. And that makes the, sure the digital gift fun. Another thing mm -hmm. you can do is pre-install the game because they're not, you That's know, what they're, I do. Because they're not going to be able to, like, look while they're coming down and tearing stuff open. And you can just tell them, hey, go turn the thing on. And they'll turn the thing on and the, the games will be there. Um, yes. And so I think every year in my family, every year we do steam gifts and we've been doing that for a number of years. I think it's for the last decade. In fact, we've been doing steam gifts decade every is, Christmas. A, a decade is a, yeah, that's a, that's a long time. A it's time. a long time, but it is it is a tradition. Is that's that's bir that's birthday presents. That's Christmas presents. Um, sometimes that's like, Father's like Day it. presents for my dad. You know, that's what we do. 
is we buy we buy each other games on Steam, and because you can send them as gifts, you can attach little messages. So when they get to their computers, it pops up, yep. and it's like this really lovely message where it's just like, oh, that's awesome. I wouldn't have bought that for myself, or I was waiting for this to go on sale, and look at this, it's in my library now, and that's like it's really great. And we do that for the children now too. You know, we do that for Paul. We're starting to do that for Gabriel and for Vivian as we just send them digital games. And they're these little moments of excitement, you mm -hmm. know, when they when they open up their computers, essentially. Digital digital gifts are meaningful. They, they will they're certainly absolutely help. Absolutely meaningful. And they will absolutely help in this situation. Um, you know, I was watching a report on this on CNBC and they said that they suspected um, their prediction, and I, I mean, it's not like they were looking at a crystal ball on this one, was that there were going to be a lot of digital gift cards given out via email on Christmas morning, last minute, because they work, and um, you don't even have to go to a store, which means it's safer, and you know, you don't have to worry about there even being like physical card, etc. Um, we do that with my with my dad. He all he ever wants is an Amazon card, um, and so on whatever holiday it is, I just I'm like, Dad, check your email. And he's super stoked. Um, and then he waits like three years. He waited like just this past Saturday. He he cashed in because, you know, he hit the email. I got an email from like four years worth of Amazon gift cards, and he went and bought something crazy. I don't even know what it is. I can't wait to find out. Um, so that's number four, digital gifts. Dress it. I mean, you know, be creative. And don't because some people just don't like the idea of giving it because they feel like it's given a gift card. Trust me, it is not. Um, and but if you need to dress it up, um, either be practical like Amanda um, and uh, pre-install it it's, or, you know, other or be absurd like me, which I think is like a good way of defining Both, us entirely because um, I like absurdity. Uh, that's how I roll. Um, and the last one, this is for the mega moms in the house. Um, this is the year. We're going vintage might be one of the truest solutions. Um, there are, I mean, Mega Mom in the chat talking about the local retro gaming convention. Um, there's a, a retro gaming convention happening in the next couple of weeks in Connecticut that I just, I'm just not ready to go to cons yet. But uh, next year we'll I will be there. going. We'll get there. Um, yeah, it'll be Toy Fair. That's my first one. Toy Fair, I've decided. Um can't wait. You can come with me. We'll hang out. Um, I mean, it's less <laughs> you know of a commute for you. Fair. I know. Well, who doesn't love Toy Fair? But so vintage. Listen, um, you know what? I know everybody's hot about that in PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, and I can't blame them. They are very cool. However, you know what else is pretty cool? Uh, Super Nintendo, uh, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Um, a lot of these older consoles are still around, and you know what? Uh, they don't have to be shipped here from China. So if there is a local gaming store uh, that carries retro stuff, it is absolutely worth looking into it. Um, GameStop also does have some retro stuff available, and those are warehoused in the United States, which does mean you don't have to deal with international shipping. So if there's something you very specifically want and just can't find it, that is an option to at least explore, you know, and um, and I think this is a decent year for retro collectibles, older gaming systems and stuff like that, because these are things that they bypass the problems with manufacturing by nature of the fact that they were manufactured already years ago. You're reusing um, products. Exactly. It's great. It's good for the environment. It keeps their carbon footprint relatively yep. low. 
Which is awesome. And also, um, the extra added bonus, in many of these cases, they are awesome. Um, so the so I think that that is something that is definitely worth considering. Now, Amanda, earlier on, you talked about, you know, even looking at, you know, tax sales and estate sales and, you know, flea markets and stuff like that. The reality Absolutely. is this is a great time to grab some of the vintage stuff. And can I say let's ignore the vintage stuff. You know what would be a, what is an amazing deal right now at tag sales, flea markets, and stuff like that? Um, have you heard of this little game called Skylanders? I have, in fact, heard of this little game called Skylanders that currently lives entirely in my basement. Yeah, so the... We have everything. Oh, I'm sure you do, um, because you have people in that house that both like video games and buying toys. It was, must have been a nightmare uh, during that time. Um, but so uh, the reason I bring that up is my oldest, um, his, he's been, he, he has a pet project where he wants to make a YouTube series nuzlocking through all the Skylanders games. And so he's done some research on a lot of these. And one of the things that I have found is that it is not hard to find these things in bulk on places like Facebook Marketplace and ebay and things like that and so sure. if you have kids that are younger that missed out on those games um that was not a bad time you know because the reality is those games were good the problem is that the business model grew tiresome but if you can get your hands on some of those games and you know a bunch of those figures yes evan oh yeah the games themselves oh, are mega cheap. It's the hard part is yeah. getting the hardware, but not really. Um, yeah. Yep. I think they were also on Xbox. Yeah, and a lot of them were on Xbox 360, and a lot of them were on Xbox 360 also. So, um. Our, here's what, what we know is, um, and I can say this is a little bit of a preview, our next EFG micro sprint, believe it or not, is in two weeks. This is the one that you get a, a pass on because it's only one day, and we're not going to make you drive for one day. Um, I appreciate that. Thank um, you. I didn't even bring it up to you because I didn't want to make you, I, my fear was that you would guilt yourself into trying to think about it, and I'm not allowing that. Um, okay, you thank can... you, because I actually don't have time to think about that. Oh, right I now. know, I know. I'm I didn't drowning. even. I didn't even want to. I didn't even want it to cross your mind. But I'm telling you I that. I love the sprints, though. Let me tell you, EFG sprints are an excellent so time. We one have of a the things. One of the things that's going to come out of that is kind of a guide on picking up, because my oldest did his. He's done his homework, as you heard from off camera. So, um, and this is the same with a lot of these toys to life games. Is they. they I mean, specifically Skylanders, it works, the games function, and man, you can get a lot of those toys for cheap. And for younger kids, or for kids that missed out on them, or maybe only dabbled, but maybe you couldn't get more because of economic reasons, because they were expensive, uh, yeah. get a I duffel guess. bag of them for five bucks. Sure, absolutely. And another good one is, uh, is Lego Dimensions. Oh, yeah, yeah, actually. yeah. Lego Dimensions is also ridiculously interactive. <laughs> And, yep. you know, you, these are like these adorable Lego sets that you just plug into your PlayStation or your Xbox and just go. Yep. It was neat. I loved Lego Dimensions. Yeah. I was really sad when it went away because I had so much fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I have. I like all those sets. 
Oh, nice. Uh, this is Gimli, by the way, obviously. It is Gimli. So, That's beautiful. Um, with that said, it's a good Amanda, year for vintage, folks. It's a, a good it's a, year. This is a good year for vintage, man. Um, from all fronts, man, listen, you know, thrift shops and all that stuff. This is a great oh, year for go. that. Um, you know, let's be, let's be good for the environment and, uh, avoid or sidestep. We're not really fully avoiding the, um, shipping logistics disasters. Um, and hope, and so, yeah, we did it, Amanda. I think we gave some really passionate and useful advice, some actionable Thank advice. You. Um, my hope, um, it will, this advice will absolutely find its way onto, uh, the blog as part of our gift guide, um, for this year, probably a little bit sooner than that, but who really knows? I'm not going to over, mm. over promise. Um, but, um, yeah, next week we're going to have a discussion very similar to this. Um, talking about board but games, board games, but it's going to be a little bit different. Um, we're going to do our, we're going to do our darndest. Um, so everybody, I hope you have yourself a great week. This is not the only show this week. Um, in fact, if you are a fan of the EFG show, this Thursday is going to be a big deal because one Jeff Walker from the frozen North got the biggest news in video games of his life today. I'm not going to spoil it, but he got some big news. If you follow video game news, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's not really a spoiler. Uh, so you're going to want to make sure that you check in twitch.tv slash engage family gaming at 9 PM ish um, Eastern standard time for Jeff to lose his darn mind on camera he's gonna lose it also uh we're playing metroid this week as the game uh, as the nintendo switch game of the week so we can rank it um and so uh if if you haven't done your homework like me uh do your homework um because i've been a slacker but i got time i got two days um until next time everybody amanda it has been a pleasure as always of course and everybody, I hope you have yourself a wonderful rest of your day slash evening, depending on when you're listening. And uh, we will be back next time. Um, until then, don't forget to get your family game on. Bye. Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod and audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.